girl group with the horniest of all gender-flipped music videos. Who are they? Find out next on One Dollar Vinyl. Welcome to One Dollar Vinyl, the podcast where us two millennial cheapskates discover the forgotten music of the past. My name is Tess and once again joining me is my co-host Kat. How are you going, Kat? Hello, I'm good. How are you going, Tess? Very well, thank you. Uh, what's going on, Kat? Kat, I want to ask you a question. What, um, what song do you have in your head this week? Uh, this is How We Party by Soap. <laughs> One of our U7 jams that we yeah. listen to to hype up. And, and before each episode, and also also um, "Sway" by Dick Runga. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I remember thinking, watching that video when I was eighteen, and thinking she was so gorgeous and like chic mm. and cool, and I love that song. Mm, me too. She's from New Zealand. I believe so. Yeah. Beck. Oh, her name's oh, actually is her name It's not Beck. Beck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably Beck. And she just kept telling people, yeah, my name's Beck. <laughs> that is such a funny like possibility that could be true. I once it had a true. I once had a um a roommate from New Zealand and we had very few communication breakdowns purely about her accent, but I still just remember this one time she just like walked in to my room and she goes can you pass me the vivid and i said what she's like the vivid just pass me the vivid and i'm like what on earth are you like what is this like open your mouth like i don't get what is happening she was asking i don't know what a vivid is yeah yeah and i kept on repeating vivid she's like vivid and i went vivid (laughs) and what she um was saying in an australian accent would be vivid which is the brand name brand name for a texter for a permanent marker. Oh, a vivid. A vivid, yeah. <laughs> which is which is like like double communication breakdown because the vowels were all wrong or, you know, wrong to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, like, what the hell is a vivid? Exactly. She even probably if, keeps it next to her jandals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, the, and a chilibun. <laughs> oh, New Zealand. <laughs> so We do cute. love them. I'm very <laughs> jealous of their prime minister, just quietly. Anyway, I asked you why... Um, what song you have in your head mm. um, because my daughter came up to me this morning, my four-year-old, um, and I don't think we've – we've talked about this off air before, but I don't uh, really want to use their names on this podcast for a number of reasons. So if I refer to them in the future um, or and now, I'm just going to call them Captain and Tennille. So <laughs> Captain is the big one. She's four <laughs> and Tennille is 19 months now. Um, so Captain comes up to me. And um, she says, Mum, Mum, I've got a song in my head. I can hear it in my head. And I went, oh, that's great. Like, what is it? Can you sing it for me? And she's like, no, I can't sing it. I don't know how it goes. I'm like, okay, well, um, okay, well. She's like, no, no, I want you to hear it. Can you lean down, (laughs) lean down (laughs) to the ground and I'll take it out of my head and I'll put it in your head. (laughs) And so she, I leant down and she sort of just got her fingers and like pulled something from the top of her head and then she placed it about three times in the top of my head (laughs) and just said can you hear it (laughs) (laughs) 
And I sort of went, um, and I was really trying. I was listening, you know. Yep. <laughs> I thought maybe something might might appear, but um, I no. said, no, I'm sorry. I Look, don't know what it is. I've, I've said um, it, I've said it once. Up. I'll say it again. Yeah. Kids are stupid. That is just. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. No, it's, that is so adorable. <laughs> it was, she comes up with, yeah, like she's a pretty switched on kid mm. and then she comes up with stuff that's just like pure kid and I don't know like the, the leaps of logic. She told me the other day, she said she thought it was a really windy day and she said, Mom, how do the trees make the wind? <laughs> and so she thought the wind was coming Came from, from the, trees. the trees swaying around and like blowing it, you know, like a fan blowing yeah. everything around. She said, but how do the trees do it? How do they move? They just get this feeling of really wanting to say hello to everyone. So they just like wave yeah. all their branches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they just get excited. The trees are excited. That's so cute. You should be writing all this down. That's Well, at least we've got the oh, record I of it Oh, I should. Oh, my God. I have, I'm so bad with that sort of stuff. I the My uh, Tennille's baby book mm-hmm. that is just sitting pristine on my shelf like never been touched <laughs> oh my god the second child gets such a raw deal oh imagine being the third <laughs> child this guy oh yeah just get nothing at all oh, i heard someone say once um your first child is like fine china your fine porcelain mm-hmm. um your second child is your everyday dishware mm-hmm. um and your third child is tupperware <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about our record this week yes you've got one today uh uh, what is it? Yes, I do. It is um, from a group called Dance Like a Mother. Uh, the It's actually a first for us on One Dollar Vinyl. It is a single. Mm. It is a 12-inch single, and it's called You Ain't So Tough, and it's from 1987. And where did it come from? It came from Leichhardt Vinnie's. Oh, yeah. And how much did you pay? I paid $3, which is Ooh. way too much. City Vinnie's are like, too dear. Yeah, that. Seems like you got ripped off. Did you get ripped off? What's it worth on Discogs? Yes, I did get ripped off. Oh, dear. Uh, it's worth about a dollar fifty-four <laughs> medium price on uh, Discogs. Oh, oh but I think you'll um, appreciate why I picked it up. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, can you find it online? Um, you can find it on YouTube. Okay, You can find sure, both sure. the A side and the B side on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be noted that this is the club mix of mm-hmm. the track of the single. Right. Um, but it that basically just it's just been made longer. Like it just there's not sort of any <laughs> yeah. significant changes. It's just extended. Okay, cool. Um let's have a look at the cover. All right, so I was first drawn to this record because the women on the front, um, they there's two women on the front and they're kind of dancing. There's a photo of them dancing and they look like they actually could be mothers. They look like they're in their thirties, oh. maybe forties. And um I thought that that was like a great pun dance like a mother oh, yeah okay. i thought oh maybe they're just like a parents group that <laughs> they made a band <laughs> they're dancing like daggy mums yeah well exactly like yeah. so this is the thing i used to make fun of the way my mum danced all the time oh, and you? since becoming a mother myself i now realize like i just instantly forgot how to dance it's oh, crazy what? <laughs> oh is this like the phenomenon slipped of into dad jokes like you, you, yeah, I think become this is the equivalent of women. Doing, maybe yeah. I, I slipped into daggy, embarrassing mum dancing straight away. <laughs> the reason, like, I think there's a reason for that. Is um, first of all, my body's just like crap now oh. because I've <laughs> got bad posture from like shit. carrying toddlers around all day, so I'm mm-hmm. always hunched and mm. and stiff. And um, I also think that when you are dancing with your kids, they make for terrible dance partners oh. because you 
<laughs> when you're dancing with someone, there's kind of like a bit of a conversation between your bodies. Uh-huh. And kids dancing is just completely erratic. You don't know. They just they zig when they're trying to zag, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, kids it's are really hard to get chaotic. a rhythm going. <laughs> So the only way to dance is just that, yeah, that super daggy. Like my mum used to just sort of pump her arms back and forth, um, and you know, just sort of sing along badly to the lyrics. And that's just me now, and I'm embracing it. Oh I love wow! It. And so you thought you had some kindred spirits in dancing? Yeah, when like I saw these women dancing on the cover, I just I thought, oh, fantastic! This is this is speaking to me. And so having having um learnt a little bit more about the band and about the song do you think that it is about motherhood or is it dancing like a mother in the same way that um it's said in cool runnings you know that scene where he's like i see pride i see power oh yeah i see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody is it more like that yeah yeah there's an implied subtext of the dancing like a motherfucker yes um and they're not mothers i don't think at this stage of their lives. Um, we So a little bit more about them, what we see. They are power dressing in mm-hmm. black. It's They've both got that kind of um, all black outfits and it's that 80s silhouette of the inverted triangle, so big shoulder pads down to the tiny mini skirt. It's a look. <laughs> Strong red lip. Jenny Mathias, the, uh, so it's Jenny Mathias and Melissa Ritter. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny Mathias, uh, she's got dreadlocks. She's got this kind of like, it's like a Hasidic Jewish man's hat, like a big black hat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Melissa Ritter has the beautiful full red 80s perm. She looks like Duchess Fergie. It actually looks awesome. Um, Like uh, Merida from Brave as well. Yes. I think um, I, look... I don't think I'll ever participate, but if the 80s perm comes back, I'm here for it. Ooh. I think it's a I good look. <laughs> do want you to participate if it comes back? Because I think it's you could too, rock. It's too high maintenance that for me. Look. I don't even like, I can't, uh, I can't even commit to a haircut every six months. Oh. It's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And what really struck me on this front cover is um, just the way that like Jenny Mathias is, she's almost like pushing. Uh, the other one out of the way, just like, I'm the star. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, other, totally. And I've, I've already forgotten. What's the other lady's name? Melissa. Melissa Ritter. <laughs> Melissa Ritter. Yeah, she's just in the background just like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a true muscle in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like the way that I often acted when I was a child. I always wanted to be the center of attention. <laughs> They're inset on this like marbled green cover like it looks it's really gross it kind of looks like they were trying to look maybe make it look classy like a ledger in a law office or a prestigious university or something and the dance like a mother title is being made to look like a crest yes so i think that perhaps they were with this design trying to like establish themselves as an institution which is kind of ironic because they were one-hit wonders <laughs> and they didn't actually even record an album. It was just this this and one other single. Yeah. Um, and so on the back cover, we've got more of the same, same outfits. They're in a different position. They've kind of got serious faces on now and they're touching bottoms. Yes. <laughs> touching bottoms. 
<laughs> like, who came up with that pose? Or, like, was it natural? I've never, like, danced and then ended up touching bottoms with my friend. Well, this is another one of my mother's dance moves was the bump, you know. That's that's the go-to ah. sort of, like, thing when you don't really know what to do is, like, ah. just bumping with the hip and the bottom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's a good one. I'll be pulling it out when my kids are, you know, tall enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it now. <laughs> just ass in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Um, and uh, it should be noted that the photographer of these beautiful photos um, is Sheila Rock, and she was a pretty famous music photographer and chronicler of the 1970s punk scene in London. Oh. She's taken photos of The Clash, Debbie Harry, Sting, Sinead O'Connor, Susie Sue, and many more. And Dance Like a Mother. Who and Dance Like a Mother. We've also heard of. Um, Sheila, and I think she did a great job. Sheila Rock. Is that her real name, do you think? I don't know, but it's a great name. It's freaking awesome. It's a fantastic name. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I ever change my name for whatever reason, I think I might go with Sheila Rock. Or just Cat Rock. Cat Rock. No, too close to Kid <laughs> Rock. I want to really oh, get, yeah. <laughs> get away from that. That's not someone you want to align no, your image uh-oh. with. <laughs> All right. Let's take a little break, Cat. And uh, when we get back, we're going to take a listen to this single, You Ain't So Tough by Dance Like a Mother. Welcome back to Wonderla Vinyl. You just heard Ico Ico by a group called The Bell Stars in 1982. And The Bell Stars is the group where Jenny Mathias got her start. That song, Ico Ico, didn't actually do that great. Um, it coincidentally was released in the same year where uh, another artist called Natasha England released a cover of the same song. And her song went to number 10. That is so wild. Uh, just quietly. Like, <laughs> it's just so like, unlucky. <laughs> yeah. But this was on a movie, right? They ended up using this in um, the film Rain Man and later on in The Hangover in 2009. Ah, um, and apparently they're still making money from it. They're, they're using it for ads and various things. It's a good song. Very, um, like it's a catchy song to begin with. And I quite like their version of it. Yeah, and look, if you'll bear with me on a tangent for a little bit, I was reading a little bit about this song because it's a great song. Um, It's originally, it's a famous song from New Orleans and it's about a confrontation between two groups of Mardi Gras Indians. Now, when I say Indians, um, I'm not talking about Indigenous Americans because I know that like most Indigenous Americans would, you know, really prefer not to be called Indians. Um, It's actually... A different thing altogether. It's black Americans from New Orleans. Mm. They also refer to themselves as black masking Indians. And it's a carnival tradition, like a um, Mardi Gras tradition. And they dress up in these incredible feathered and beaded costumes. So there's a whole bunch of tribes and they all have like their own colors and their own motifs and stuff. And they spend all year making these costumes. They hand sew 
like every bead. They cost thousands of dollars to make, you know, really elaborate things. Anyway, so they dress up for things like Mardi Gras and on other special days like St. Joseph's Day. And they all have these sort of specific roles within the tribes. So there's spy boys, which they talk about in the song. The spy boy like goes out the front. They go out on parades. Mm-hmm. And the spy boy goes out in the front and like scouts for danger. Mm-hmm. And there's also the first flag mm-hmm. who is like a guy that carries like a big um, flag? symbolic flag for okay. the group. And then there's the big chief who wears the most elaborate costume. And then there's the wild man who um, carries like a mock weapon. There used to be like violence between them and now it's much more about like, you know, putting the effort into the the costumes and they so they but they still have these like mock confrontations where they go up Uh, and sort of like act like they're fighting, like in a musical. Yeah, yeah, like um, um, they what's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they they just harass each other, you know? Oh, okay. They They get up um, in each other's but in a fun way, you know. (laughs) And so, so yeah, this song was first written by um a guy called James Sugarboy Crawford and his Cane Cutters, which is a great name. I love that. In 1953, and Mm -hmm. he. He wrote it after he watched one of these like singing confrontations between mm-hmm. the Indian groups and he took phrases that he heard and he made it into this song. Um, it later became much more famous in 1965. There was a version recorded by the Dixie Cups, which is a female group. And it's been it's gone on to be recorded by a bunch of other groups. Um, you also had Dr. John have a minor hit with it in 1972, uh, the Bell Stars and Natasha England in the 80s. Um, and you also, um, so it's become prominent again recently thanks to a TikTok challenge. Oh, um, really? And an artist, yeah, called Justin Wellington, who's a Papua New Guinea artist. Mm. And he recorded a version, which the lyrics have totally changed now. It's like got nothing to do with confrontation between Indian groups. It's now just about like having a fun summer party. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, so- it's a TikTok dance. I had no idea about cool. any of that. That's very interesting. So, yeah, we'll, we'll put all those versions up in the show notes because uh, it's good to see how it sort of develops too mm. and how it changes. So, Tess, uh, you, that song was by the Bell Stars and you said that that's where Jenny Mathias got her start. But how did Dance Like a Mother come to be? Okay, so so Dance Like a Mother is Jenny Mathias and Melissa Ritter and it was just this uh, – very short-lived project mm-hmm. um, between the two of them. They recorded two singles and they never went on to record an album. Jenny Mathias is best known for being in the Bell Stars and Melissa Ritter is best known for being in a group called the Modettes. We'll talk a little bit about them later. Um, they got together, I think they were just put together by producers. I think they were um, friends. They were... were they not friends? Were they? I, I read that they were friends. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. But they got together with some producers, um, Preston Glass, Randy Jackson, and narrator Michael Walden. Um, They signed to Virgin and they released these two singles. So the other one was called Private Number. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think either of them charted very well. Not particularly well, I don't think, no. Yeah, and and as a result, like, because they were, like, somewhat obscure, like, I found it quite difficult to find out anything about them. I started doing, uh, taking lots of notes about a uh, baby uh, dance, like post having a baby motherhood fitness group 
And I was Baby like, wearing fitness group. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. interesting. Tess has somehow found a uh, a record <laughs> that is played by this exercise group. Yeah, no, that's that's what comes up mostly on Google is mm. this baby wearing fitness group. <laughs> I looked into Jenny Matthias once I figured out the right uh, person to look into. She had such a uh, like awful traumatic childhood. Did you read much into that? Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, she, there's some harrowing stuff. Yeah, she she came through some real adversity, and um, and something that I found was that, so she had like you know she bounced from like facility to like foster home to and then she ended up living like with her biological mother who would like physically abuse her and she found some solace in like the people around her and uh she talks in like she's very open about this because she she helps a lot of people in the same kind of situation and she wants to to just like help people I, i have a lot of respect for her um, for that yeah, reason, she does heaps of charity work now. Yeah, um, and and lots of yeah mentoring and and helping to to uplift people. She's actually just written a book yeah, called "Surviving the Storm." Mm. She's been in quite a few musical groups over her life, but the most famous would be the all-girl band in the eighties called the Bell Stars. They came out of the so they were first called the Body Snatchers, and they were a very like scar two-tone kind of band um they were actually a seven-piece all-girl band um and they got signed to stiff records which is the same level same label as madness um the group madness and they were positioned very much by the label as the female madness and that's how they were trying Ah, to market them yeah um melissa ritter i i didn't find as much information on but she seems to have had a pretty um, good career as a session musician and producer. Um, and, I, and I must say, worked- she she really strikes me as a session musician. Like um, in in like any of the performance videos or the the film clip uh, for like the this main single, she's just like standing there, kind of in, in the background, competently playing her guitar. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um she's she's like doing a great job, but she doesn't have that sort of standout star like look at me kind of quality that Jenny Mathias right. definitely has. Yeah, she's got <laughs> she's pizzazz. De- that Jenny's one. definitely the front woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, Melissa's gone on to work with people like New Kids on the Block, Nancy Ooh. Wilson, Ricky Jones. Her later career, it's kind of hard to find information on, but I believe she went into music composition for film and television. She's got credits on IMDb for Blades of Glory and Cold Case and a bunch of other TV shows oh, okay. and film. Yeah. Um, she, she like, anywhere you, you find information about her, like, the first kind of Google search, it says she's most famous for being in the, the Modettes and... Um, is that right? The Modets? Have I got that? That is, yeah. We'll yeah. have a listen to one of their tracks a bit later. But um, but I read that she, she was only in there for like a year. She was only year. Yeah, part exactly. of it for such so a she, short amount of time. The Modets were an awesome like late punky? 70s female punk band. Yeah. I think they were sort of like had a career for like a good, you know, solid three or four years. Mm. And then the record label got Melissa in towards the end of their run to fill out the sound with an extra guitar. Yeah. And then like... At that time, things just started falling apart for them and they sort of stopped no. touring, stopped recording. But that's definitely a band that is worth checking out because they are good. Shall we have a bit of a listen to um, to this single, this record? 
Yes, we should. This is the single You Ain't So Tough, the Extended Club Remix. It's so funny. I know they kind of sound like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> also, we got a bit of a glimpse into this like funky, funky bassline. I yes, I'm a quite a bit of a fan of this bassline. Listen to a slap. This song, the lyrics of this song, I couldn't actually find them written down online, and they were a little bit hard to. I had a lot of trouble listening to her the vocal lyrics, is, Yeah, it's kind of in the background a bit. I don't think that's such a bad thing because from what I could hear, they're, <laughs> they're not like, you know, particularly great. Okay. But it's it's more or less about a guy that sort of thinks he's hot shit and all the girls think he's hot shit and um, he's now met his match in Dance Like a Mother um, and they're sort of taking him down a peg. I kind of like that, like a bit of feminism. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's anthemic, a strong yes. female anthem. Mm. We love one. I couldn't find any credits on the musicians on this. Could you? Uh, no, I couldn't. Um, no, you... we've got information on the producers. So it was produced by Preston Glass and Randy Jackson. So that name, Randy Jackson, sounds familiar. Why does it sound familiar? So you might better know Randy Jackson uh, these days as a judge on American Idol. Oh, um, is that why I know him? Oh, that makes me feel sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, he had a a, a pretty illustrious record producing career. He's won a Grammy for Uh his producing. Um, He has played and toured as a session bassist with numerous high-profile pop acts, including Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, Celine Dion, Whitney Ooh. Houston, Elton John, Journey, Madonna, NSYNC. Is it possible um, that he's more. doing the funky bass? That would be cool. Let's just imagine. It could be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I also think it's possible that he could be doing the rough, tough in the oh. background as well. <laughs> one of them is better than the other. Yeah, one of them could be Randy Jackson, one of them could be a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> he was vice president of A&R at Columbia Records for eight years. Oh, okay. Um, and then he followed that with four years as senior vice president of A&R at MCA Records. So, like, you know. <laughs> and he, he followed that. And then he ended up being on American Idol. Yeah, I was... <laughs> he took the joke right out of my mouth, Tess. God damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Great minds. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, the production on this record is amazing. It is. You've got those... It is the... I was going to say personification. No, it's the songification of the 80s, I think. Like, it just sounds so 80s. Everything in it is, Mm. yeah, super iconic. Yeah. You've got those heavily processed drums, drum machines. Um, Is that, there's something like that's like a snare put in reverse? Yes, totally. Yes, I picked up on that as well. It is, Yeah. yeah, it's something that I feel like. The effect is often put in um, uh, the like the hi hat, like the the cymbal part of the drum. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. You... I 
feel like it's just the song, like the radio edit, which takes, what, an, I don't know, like three minutes and just adds another like minute and a half to the beginning of going rough, tough, and then a minute and a half to the end of just like doo-doo-doo-doo-doo and, and sandwiched in the middle is the actual song. Do you reckon that's what they've done? Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. The I guess it's supposed is, to yeah. be, um, yeah, for when you're actually at the club mm. and you're probably like, using that intro in the ending to you know dj and mix it into other Ah, true tracks. true true yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense are we are we really have we really gotten this far into the song without talking about the film clip yeah i think we need to watch the, the music video <laughs> this music video cat is truly sublime uh-huh so what we have here cat is a Gender flipped parody of the Robert Palmer video Addicted to Love. And these men are like I wish they had the the makeup of Addicted to Love, which is like famously like huge red lips and like ridiculous um blush. I forgot what the word for blush was. Oh yeah, like like super harsh lines. Extremely harsh cheekbones and the slick back hair. Yeah. No, these guys so you've got um like I don't know, there's six or so um, super hot-looking model dudes. They're just wearing, like, black T-shirts, um, kind of 50s greaser hair, skinny black jeans, and they're doing that classic, like, side-to-side dancing, oh. serious faces, playing the instruments in the you band. Know, you know who they're actually, actually dancing like? Mothers. Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> they're dancing like mothers. And, and you've got Jenny are, and circle. Melissa Ritter out the front. Um, just kind of pacing back and forth, singing the song. They're wearing more or less the same stuff that they were wearing in the uh, the cover of the record, mm. um, except Jenny's got this incredible space blanket leather fringed jacket, which is just the stuff of dreams. <gasps> Beautiful. It does look a lot like uh, like if someone is hypothermic or in shock or something like that medical kind of space jacket <laughs> that is wrapped around them. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man, the modeling agency that they got these men from, my goodness, this guy playing bass is one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my life. I know, I know, he's like superhumanly hot. Uh-huh. Um, and it, which did, you know, important to note is spliced in to this Robert Palmer thing, you've got a locker room scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're, so the guys are in the locker room just like being shirtless and buff and yeah. walking around reading magazines which I'm not sure is accurate but anyway um, and then yeah. the, the two ladies are just like looking somehow over the wall at them just like perving on yeah, them yeah they're like in the toilet cubicle oh in the toilet and they're peeking cubicle. over That's the wall right. okay, that, and yeah. yeah these guys are like they're aware. They're not being spied on. Like, they're making eye contact with them mm. and they're just sort of, like, rubbing oil into their muscles. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of close-ups of sweat on muscles. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is really reminding me of... Obviously, there's Addicted to Love, but this isn't the only parody, right? Like, did Shania Twain do something like this for Man, yes. I Feel Like a Woman? She did. Yeah. Um, and at and the she time, had the blokes in the background too, yeah. didn't she? And at the time I didn't realise that it was like a parody of, of another 
um, of Robert Palmer. Um, but all I remember from that Shania Twain clip is that there was one guy, he was swaying, he was the only one swaying the wrong direction. The, the, entire, clip, the entire clip, he was swaying the wrong direction. Like, I wonder how many takes they did too. And they're just like, oh, come on, Brent. He just needs to spend some more time around mothers doing the side to side dance. Yeah, that's Learn right. That yeah, you've also seen this clip parodied. Um, oh, that was action. a shot. That was a shot of Robert Palmer at the very end. Oh, yeah, right at the end. It zooms in. There's this snap yeah. zoom into a picture of Robert Palmer um, attached to the uh, locker door. Locker. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a little, uh, yeah, little, little, little nod. Um, yeah, apparently little, they little asked, asked for permission and Robert Palmer's like, you want to do it? Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Um, but look, I, I truly, I think that Dance Like a Mother, this could possibly be the best version I've seen. Certainly the horniest version. Yeah, the, yeah that locker room just really added a, an extra level of thirstiness. There's also a really good shot at uh, one fifteen of a guy like spraying himself in the face with cologne. I don't know yeah, what was that. up with that? Was it cologne? Like it wasn't like he sort of sprays it in his just, face and then like makes it like oh why did I do that directly in his face? I thought it might have been hairspray. Then he just his aim was off. And Kat, like we said before, I I think that um, we couldn't find any musician credits for this song, um, so I'm just going to assume it's the hot guys playing the music. Oh. That's a little thought I'd like to say in my head. <laughs> Just don't look too closely at how their like hands are moving. Like there's absolutely no movement up and down the fret. <laughs> like none of their instruments are plugged in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's take a listen to the B side. Let's. The B side track on this is called Love or Lust. Okay, so they've just replaced tough and rough with touch and love. Love, love or lust. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds remarkably similar yeah. to side A. This track is, you've got these like really chaotic kind of discordant, slightly off kilter, off beat sounds all kind of attacking you from every side. Attacking, that is how I feel. <laughs> I do feel attacked. Yeah, it's it's really hard to get into, um, and most importantly, yeah, this like offbeat, chaotic kind of discordant. It's it's hard to dance to. Mm. I you know who would dance really well to this is Elaine from Seinfeld. I reckon yeah. the kind of like little kicks and the thumbs might actually yeah, work really well. Like Peter Garrett. <laughs> oh, Peter Garrett. That's right. <laughs> I almost the the backing uh, vocals sound like they're in a different key or something there's just there's something really really weird and off about this song um we have a group called the system to thank for the production of this song oh so okay. that's david frank and mick murphy um they released songs under the name of the system they had singles called it's passion and sweat uh, which the little chorus for that was like sweat keep your body wet <laughs> <laughs> and those tracks are just like the 80s in a can like it is yeah. all this sort of production elements it really sounds a lot like this but better I, I don't think they did a fantastic job on this dance like a mother track mm. and it yeah it keeps to the same formula as the side a track so you've got funky bass single word backing vocals and then you've got a, a talking bridge as well which we didn't talk about in in you think it's we up, didn't, yes, but maybe we were trying to like avoid it for a reason. I wasn't. I 
did not like it. This talking bridge in particular on this track is off-putting. It also sounds like she's improvised it or something. Like it, it's it's not thought through. It's just kind of rambling. You know what it reminds me of is of Millie Jackson, who we we oh, looked yeah. at in season one uh, in a previous episode. Uh, who was like famous for rapping, like just like breaking into talk in the middle of a song. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Millie Jackson did it really well. I wonder if this is, you know, trying to go for that style and just not quite getting there. Not hitting the mark. Mm. Yeah. It's it's gross and weird and and not well written. Mm. Um, but no, no, but I don't like this song. Yeah, <laughs> no but. <laughs> Unlike the back cover of this record, uh, no but. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, that little um, like drum machine synth breakdown is <laughs> just like purely ridiculous. It just sounds like the death in a video game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I also feel like some some of the like guitar bits like they sound like mistakes. It's just kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they made a song. Took all the elements and chopped them right up. Yeah. And then kind of threw them in randomly. Yeah. It's yeah. It's very. I mean, the the, the biggest bone that I have to pick with it is for a group called Dance Like a Mother. I don't, I think I would have a lot of trouble dancing to this song. I agree. Maybe I'll just like just go straight into the worm. That requires very little rhythm. Well, you're gonna have to worm a long time to this extended club oh, remix. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the song oh, God. goes for a while. <laughs> I'll just. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah, look, I don't know, Kat, I don't know how a song can make you feel motion sickness, but this one... <laughs> anyway, let's uh, stop it. <laughs> you know, when I was watching this, I was listening to it on the YouTube version when I was researching, mm. and the video that followed it was called... It was a lo-fi beats mix called Music for When You Are Stressed Out. So <laughs> thanks for so, that YouTube algorithm because I was a little stressed out listening to that song. You knew exactly how you felt after listening to this song. All right. Should we take a little break? Yes. When we get back, we will sum up our conclusions about Dance Like a Mother. song by the Modettes. The song was called White Mice and they were a late 70s female punk band that Melissa Ritter joined, as we said before, shortly before the band sort of broke up. But that's the sort of music she was playing before Dance Like a Mother. So it's pretty, um, yeah, a bit of a, a different. Yeah, a bit of a, a sharp right angle in terms pivot. of direction. Yeah, quite a pivot. <laughs> um, and I fun th- fact about... Yeah. Um, potentially like the way that uh, Jenny and Melissa became friends. So the bass player in this band, Jane Crockford, who is an amazing bass player too, if you are like interested in bass playing, have a listen to the Modette's back catalogue because she does a great job. Um, She was married to Dan Woody Woodgate of Madness. Mm -hmm. And at some stage in the early 80s, Jenny Mathias was dating Chrissy Boy from Madness. Oh, so you think that's how they met? Yeah, and they were, and the Bell Stars were on the Madness label as well. So oh, they're all yeah. hanging out. They're all friends. They're all at parties. And 
uh, they are all probably doing drugs together. So one of the things, like that's not just something I've made up. Uh, like one of the things that um, Jenny talks about, uh, like whenever she's quite open about her past, is that um, for uh, the better part of a decade after the Bell Stars ended, uh, she was like self-medicating with drugs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, sort of probably fair enough too that she had a very traumatic childhood. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much of that came into, like, especially that love or lust. Um, just kind of like, <laughs> just whacking everything together. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's talk about what we thought about this single and the B side. Cat, what do you what do you think? Um, look, I don't mind. Um, you ain't so tough. Uh, I think I think it's like a pretty catchy song, and it has a lot of like strong elements to it, and like a very fun film clip. Uh, like I can see that people who would have been uh, like in their youth during that time would it would just be like a bit of a blast from the past and something that they would think about fondly uh this the b-side eh, i don't know what do you think yeah i agree it, i actually loved the the single i think it's a jam i think it slaps i think it's got all the hallmarks of cheesy 80s production mm -hmm. in the best possible way and I've got a, a sort of a soft spot for that kind of production because I think it was very influential in the sort of pop music that I was listening to when I was discovering stuff myself as a little kid in the early 90s. In conclusion, You Ain't So Tough does make me want to dance like a mother <laughs> but Love or Lust does not make me want to dance like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think the single is it's a great like girls night club anthem. I'm kind of surprised that it didn't do better than it did. Mm. But you think it deserved more. Yeah, mm. yeah, and they I guess I don't know why they ended up sort of stopping recording as a group. I didn't sort of find that out, but maybe it just sort of petered out, ran its course. Yeah, this is a great single. I think uh sing it at your next divorce party. <laughs> <laughs> Kat, do you think this record would make your collection? Uh, nah, not for me. You can keep it. Are you going to hold on to it? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's good. Um, it's the prospect of, in the age of streaming, putting on a record just to listen to one <laughs> extended one six club <laughs> single club is uh, a bit annoying. But uh, Maybe pop it up know. on the I wall. Like it. Pop it up on the yeah. wall and, and watch them touch butts forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'll certainly be putting that uh, music video on again <laughs> at yeah, some stage. Definitely. Um, what do you think it's worth? I think it's worth a solid dollar. A dollar. <gasps> That's the yeah. name of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that you enjoyed Dance Like a Mother and we'd like to hear what you think. Uh, you can search for One Dollar Vinyl on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us at onedollarvinyl at gmail.com. And let us know what you think. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and you can subscribe if you want to get all the latest news on forgotten old music that we just happen to find in op shops near our house. <laughs> Next week, join us for an album of trucking songs by Australian broadcasting stalwart John Laws. I think that's going to be a very interesting one to listen to. But until then, as Dan's Like a Mother says, I got your number. Your number is zero. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye-bye.